Hello, hola y bienvenidos a otra entrega del Venezuelan Diaspora Project. We have the pleasure to have an honor to have Cristian Benitez, a, pianist, a Venezuelan pianist based in New York. So, Cristian, before you say anything, I'm going to read your bio. Pianist Cristian Benitez is part of a new generation of Venezuelan musicians earning international fame. From age four, his first public concert until now, he has been sought after in the concert arena, as well as for his improvisations and arrangements. Ah, por eso es que vamos a improvisar. Por eso es que vamos a improvisar. Okay. So Christian has appeared on some of the world's most prestigious stages, including, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Philharmonie Hall in Berlin, Davis Symphony Hall in San Francisco. Oh, you've been to San Francisco. Town yeah. Hall in New York, National Center for the Performing Arts in Beijing. How's your Mandarin? <laughs> okay, this one I can't pronounce. Herbar Sal in Vienna, Sale Cocteau in Paris, Amadeo Roland Theater in Havana, Oyacere in Havana, Palacio de Bellas Artes in Mexico, and Rio Reina in El Teresa Carreño in Caracas, por supuesto. And throughout Europe, South America, and the United States. Christian, uh, first recording was Beethoven Piano Concerto Number no. 2 with Berlin Symphoniker under Eduardo Maturet. And he released his second album, Miniatures, in March 2016, receiving the bronze medal at the Global Music Awards. Wow, this is the first time I'm reading this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's now recording for the Stein, Stein, you have to tell me how to say that, Steinway? Steinway. Steinway. And Sons label with the number of works available in, on Speedio. His latest project, Nosotros, just got released. By the way, I love that album. Um, I'm going to ask you for a few songs. So welcome, Christian. That was a long introduction. Thank you, Chuedo. I'm so honored as well to be part of this amazing project. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, thanks for being with us. Christian, tell us, how did you start your, your, your journey? Well, so I started when I was four years old. And, uh, you know, I have to say that it, it was very interesting you know coming from venezuela and you know being living in venezuela where you know music cl classical music always has this sort of prejudice it means that if you know classical music or if you have any background in classical music you're supposed to be more like cultural you know <laughs> um, so my mom um she wanted me to play she said you know like i want to learn uh, some classical music to, to have some like you know music history and play guitar because of course guitar is an instrument that you're going to play with your friends you know when you go it's out more pop it's exactly mm. we went to olga lopez music school in caracas so actually i started with a keyboard with an electronic keyboard because my parents didn't want to invest you know the money in the piano but three months after i started it i won a prize uh and then i play in the teresa carreño uh cultural complex so that was your first that was your first sort of hit three months after i started wow. so and then of course i play something that probably lasts a minute or a minute and a half you know because with four years old there's nothing longer that you can play um and and since then um it started to be my job actually uh like six months after that i started like you know to play in competitions and then it was just being part of my life uh, since I was four, you know, part of school, like piano was always like number one. I, I started, I, I, I learned how to read notes first than letters. Wow. And I think it was a very organic process, you know. Mm -hmm. I never had any, like, moment where I said, like, oh, my God, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I had a lot of pressure to play piano. Like, I don't like it. I want to, like, it was always very organic. And my parents were always very supportive. They're not musicians. 
at all. I'm the only musician in the family. And uh, sometimes I say, like, I'm the only one, and that's it. <laughs> you know, the, the, the music career is, 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 is hard. I mean, it's hard as any other career, but sometimes, you know, there are, like, a lot of... And at which point, at which point did it... I mean, you just said it was your job, but at which point was it, you know, you, re you re realized that this is the thing that I'm going to make money from for the rest of my life? Well, when I realized that specific moment was... I was the last year of high school in Venezuela, and I won uh, a prize to play in Berlin. So I play with the Berlin Symphonic Orchestra. I record my first album. I play in one of the, or for me, like the most you know famous hall in the world. You know, like the Berlin, like the Berlin Philharmonie. How old like, were you? I was 17. 17, nice. So you so couldn't be, you couldn't drink, and you were already working. I was drinking. <laughs> yeah, of course, but I mean, <laughs> legally, legally, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, that moment was very important to me because I always wanted to be a doctor. Mm. So my plan was, you know, I'm going to med school in Caracas in the Universidad Central, and I'm going to be a pianist, and I'm going to do both. I'm going to play concerts, and I always wanted to be either pediatrician or plastic surgeon but like plastic surgeon like oh man plastic plastic surgeon in venezuela you would be making <laughs> right no but, but you know you know it's funny because i mean plastic surgery like of course like <laughs> of but course. I, I i love more like this part of the plastic surgery about reconstructive surgery you know mm -hmm. like kind of like and i think that also was a little bit related to music because it's part of like you know art and kind of like you know looking always for like beauty in something you know um the the problem was that the admission test of the central universidad central was the same day of the first concert in berlin wow so that that's yeah. like you had to choose you take the test or you go yeah. do this thing so my parents were like we're not gonna say anything it's up to you like you do wow. whatever you want. no you pressure do? but it's your choice yeah <laughs> Of course, I went to Berlin. I followed music. Um, first concert, completely sold out. I was playing Beethoven, which is a German composer. So playing a German composer in Germany, where you know the German audience, like even if if, if they don't play an instrument, they know exactly how, how it sounds. Work. Yeah, you know, like the the cultural level is beyond borders. You know, mm -hmm. in that sense. Um, so it was completely sold out. I finished the piece and then the whole theater was like standing, you know, like standing wow. up. And it was like, oh my God, I want to do this for the rest of my life. You know, that that rush of do dopamine, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> wow. Like it's, you know, like people, well, I, I always get these things, you know, from, from people like, oh, so you play piano, oh, how cute. What else do you do? And I'm like, I play, yeah, you know, like I'm a pianist, you know, I, I like, what else do you want me to do? So I'm interested in talking about You know, uh, as an, uh, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur and I care about this, these topics. How do you, how do you keep the pursuit of art in balance with the pursuit of uh, leaving? And that this is, this happens a lot in music, right? Where there's, there's some things you can do to increase the amount of albums you sell or to increase, increase the amount of money that you can make that sometimes is aligned with the pursuit of art or the, yeah. you know, whatever pursuit of arts you're, you're after versus Um, so have you had to balance those things out and, and what's your take on, on this? No, I mean, like I have to, like, it's, it's important. I have to say that I'm the worst 
at that, like at like having like leveled, you know, kind of like having balance between both. I will always go first for the enjoyment and then you know the fulfillment of the soul. It sounds super corny, but like for me, it's kind of like that. But at the same time, you know, I've been like learning through life uh, and through like you know, you have to make a living, you know, you want to get married, you want to have kids, you want to, you know, like there are a lot of things that you want to do. And also like the amount of hours that you invest, the amount of work that you do. One thing that I'm not doing is that I'm not playing for free mm. because people usually, they take it for granted, you know, like, oh, you're a musician. No, you can just play one piece and it's fine. Ouch, like, that, that is hurtful. <laughs> you can play one piece. Yes, but that piece has a cost. So where did you well, attend school? How was your like formal music preparation? Where was it? So I, I did my, my bachelor's uh, in Manhattan School of Music here in, in New York City. And I also, at the same time, because I, I won a scholarship to come here, um, I did a double degree in Colombia. It's, it's very funny because all of the humanities classes are really bored. Like, I, I, you know, I was like, oh my God, I, I'd rather take, you know, like economics or calculus or math or like, you know, like some sort of like more like science oriented. Uh, my high school in Venezuela didn't have humanities, only science. So I was more like oriented toward, towards that. So I ended up doing a double degree in economics and piano just, just because I was doing. So you did economy. That's great. So we should talk about macroeconomics and inflation. Do you think there will be high inflation in the U.S.? <laughs> <laughs> But that's awesome. I mean, uh, it, it reminds me of Juan Luis Guerra. I remember watching him once where he said, I think he said something to the effect of when he was starting music, he did philosophy because he was like, well, I need something else, right? Yeah. So to you, that's economy. Yeah, so for me, and, and it's, it's weird. It's weird. But I think like at the same time, economics is more like the philosophical part of right. business. Hey, I'm going to read a question from those who are listening live. <laughs> this is a deep one, but I'm going to ask, how do you define yourself as a musician? I have to say that it's, it's been a work in progress, the, 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 the right definition. But at this moment of my life, I would say that I'm, I'm an artist that wants to touch people's soul, whatever the, 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 um, the vehicle to do that. Uh, so for me, that will be like my main characteristic as an artist. I'm an eclectic artist. I love everything and I always need balance in my life. So I will also um, include that into the way I perform. I'm a classical pianist. I love classical music, but I also need that other part. So like as a, as a musician, for me, the most important thing is make people feel, especially right now. We have this era, which I also love, but everything is about instant gratification, you know? Mm -hmm. Press something and you get it, it's, you know? Uh, what about what you feel really inside? So we're still human beings. We still have feelings. So I'm always trying to 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 go there and go deeper with people. And uh, right now, this is who I am as an artist. And uh, probably I, I'm still gonna be like this for the rest of my life. Probably. What is what is so? Uh, this is a question meant to get at something that you've learned. So take it like that. What is one failure that you're proud of? When I was in Venezuela, I had a lot of luck, I have to say. Uh, my teachers were amazing, you know, like I was going to competitions and I was, you know, and, and I got into a point where people kind of knew me because, you know, like Christian Menendez is a pianist, like, you know, mm -hmm. like I had some sort of like status. But one fellow that I actually learned about is that when I first went um, outside Venezuela and I saw that there were 
so many people, like a lot of people that there are twice or like four or five times. There's always someone that performs better. There's always someone that, uh, yes. (laughs) And it's so good because that also, you know, you just, you start like reflecting about it. Like, what do I want? Like, do I want to get to this point? Do I want to like balance my life in a you know, certain way? So, you know, when I was going to competitions and, you know, I, I, I used to win, I used to get to the finals always. And then when I started to, you know, like, oh, you didn't pass the first round. And it's like, what, you know, like, why? Because I, I was so, you know, kind of like uh, programmed, you know, to if you study eight hours a day, you're going to get to the finals. And that's not true. There's no guarantee in music. You know, there's also a lot of things. It's very subjective. So I, I, I would say like the, the doors that I had that, you know, they were close gave me even more strength to be better and to be myself. That's the most important thing. Mira, Cristian, vamos a buscar, let's, let's play, uh, you said you would play two, two, a couple. So, so I'm looking at the Spotify most popular ones, the meaning that the, what the people listen to the most. Okay. The first one in that list is Adios Cuba. I, I know that, that um, there's a lot of like melancholy and nostalgic uh-huh. harmonies and the, the story behind that piece is actually very close to us venezuela so actually i'm i'm happy that that's that's the one that do you want to do that one sure all right let's do it okay Es triste, me pusiste triste. Me puso muy triste esa canción, o sea, me encantó, pero vos también me pusiste triste. Es mucha melancolía, ¿no? There's a lot of melancholy. ¿Cómo se dice? Melancolía. Melancholy. Melancholy, yeah. It was sad. It was 
Melancholy. It was a sad, sad song. So the 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 story behind mm -hmm. it, that's why I think it's like well, like a very dear to me mm -hmm. is the composer had to exile Cuba mm -hmm. for political reasons. There you go. <laughs> so it's this you know like in in the in the exile in Spain mm -hmm. was thinking about that moment when he had to say goodbye to his roots, to his country, to his family, to everything he had, and start and just be in a different place. So it's that, of course, it's, it's so close to us. Yeah, really. very close to like the whole diaspora thing. We have, we have that scar, you know? But, but you know, I, I also feel like there's, yes, it's happened to us in the past 20 years, but I also feel that there's, there's, there had always been a population that moved around the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, you left, perhaps even for you, right? You came to the U.S. because you went to, to school. Um, and our journey, I also came to, to do my bachelor's, right? But I came to do my bachelor's thinking that I would come back. I never, it was never like that. I never thought that I'd stay. Did you ever think that you would stay when, when you left? You know what? I love Venezuela so much, but I, I always felt that if I wanted to pursue classical music, mm. uh, the place was not going to be there. So for me, my dream was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, like go to school, uh, get, you know, prepare, get ready. So when I have like this status, like famous status in the world, I'm going to go back. Mm -hmm. I feel like travel and do my concerts, but I want to raise my family. In Venezuela. Same way I was yeah. raised in a way, but that's, you know, not possible right now. <laughs> well, right now, right now. Um, what is one thing you would say to young musicians that are starting out? First of all, music is the best thing that could happen in your life. You learn so much from yourself by playing an instrument. First of all, start um, to get connected to something, to this thing. And there's so much that the instrument can give you. It's a, it's a weird thing, but you start developing a relationship. You know, I think I always said that my first marriage was the piano. I'm only going to be married twice. <laughs> Have you gotten divorced yet? <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not planning. <laughs> I'm not planning to. But, uh. but, you know, it's... First of all, um, do it because you love it. The day you stop loving it, try to do something else and then go back again and see if that's really for you. Trust your, trust your intuition and do it I mean, if you want to do it, you have to do it with everything you have from you. Like, don't inside. hold back. Don't. There's no guarantee. There's never a guarantee. Like, even if you consider yourself the best musician in the world, or you have the best preparation, or you practice the most amount of hours, there's never a guarantee that the day of the concert, you know, is going to be outstanding. I mean, there's, of course, there's a per percentage, but there's something emotional about it. But at the same time, if you take that away, and if you just enjoy the moment, you start discovering that you, you are more capable than you think.
Qué lindo, qué lindo. Cristian, demasiadas gracias. Thank you so much for like taking this time and like the music. Uh, you really touched my soul for sure. I felt, I felt sad. I felt happy, melancólico. But I'm going to ask you the last, last question. Yes. Tell us the story about the piano that you're playing. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this piano is from 1913. I won this piano. Uh, this great man um, that I don't think they exist anymore. I'm sure there's somewhere there's some, somebody like him, uh, Moroccan guy, that he was very important here in New York City. Um, he loved music and he always wanted to help uh, young musicians, especially young pianists. Uh, I was part of this selection, like a uh, hidden selection. I never knew that it was going for this. He died of cancer like six years ago, and then his son wanted to, uh, wanted to give this, his piano, this is the piano that was in his house, to some young promising uh, pianist, and I won the piano. Uh, this piano was played by Frank Sinatra, and Leonard Bernstein, who was the, the, the composer of West High Story. And it's, I think it's a huge responsibility. Uh, a lot of people have uh, played this piano in the past. A lot of an amazing, uh, amazing pianists play this. And uh, I nicknamed the piano Sinatra. That's awesome. All right. Any last thing? So if you had to say one more thing to the Venezuelan diaspora, all the Venezuelans scatter around, scatter around you know, the U.S. and beyond. One thing that I would say is I'm so proud to be Venezuelan. I love where I where I where I come from. It's it's so important. It's so important for us. It's so important for like who we are. But don't lose uh, your humility because you're coming from Venezuela. You you're, you're not better than any any anyone else. You're not. Uh, you're in different part of the world right now. We are all scared through the world for obvious reasons. Some people wanted to leave outside, some people fled and left the country, but, you know, be humble with yourself first, because we're, we have that scar that I mentioned before, that scar that we have. We're living here, but we have half of our soul, half of our heart is in Venezuela, and it's always going to be there. Even if we, you know, we're still here forever. Um, and only Venezuelan people know what what's that feeling, but that doesn't make you any better than anybody else. We're all like human beings and we have to care for each other. You will hopefully see this in season two of the Venezuelan Diaspora Project. As always, if you're a Venezuelan entrepreneur or someone who's a part of the diaspora that would like to be interviewed, reach out to me, Chubeto B. We didn't say your uh, Christian Benitez in YouTube, uh, your Twitter, your, what's your Twitter handle? So Twitter and Instagram, Christian, K-R-I-S-T-S and Tomato, H-I-Y-A-N. We'll put it, we'll put it. We'll Very make sure complicated, that... but yes. Ciao. <laughs> we'll see you in the next one, guys.